Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Dynamic, Trending Health explores industry topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Jen Burke. In today's special mini-sode, I'm here with Dynamic's Health Plan's head of sector, Sar Brahman, to discuss the trends he sees being most impactful in 2022. Sarab, as we head into the next calendar year, what are a few of the trends you see being most impactful to the health plan sector? So the first is around post-pandemic plan design. We know the pandemic changed the way consumers receive care and, and benefits that used to be nice-to-haves are now must-haves. And for commercial payers as, as well as regional, really the table stakes have changed as to what should be offered within the designs. Telehealth is a great example. Utilization has declined significantly since the height of the pandemic. But, you know, the question we were asking ourselves last year was, is telehealth here to stay? I think that answer has come through pretty forcefully that it is. And now as we continue to go into 22, the plans and the health plans have kind of adjusted their plan design to ensure that telehealth and, and the what is covered and what rates are covered have been adjusted. And we're going to continue monitoring that next year. Adoption of telehealth has varied significantly by specialty. So some of the areas that we might not have touched as much or had as much impact in before, such as behavioral health and substance abuse, those are areas now that we have seen plan designs evolve to, to cover more services associated with those, which is important and, and was picking up steam prior to COVID, but has really taken place and, and will continue to monitor. So that's the first trend around the post-pandemic plan design. The second, again, prior to COVID was lurking as a trend, but COVID really put the accelerant too, is, is really strategic health equity initiatives. In the past, plans have understood how much health equity plays into the plays into medical cost containment and really serving their members. But I think through COVID-19, four conditions have really jumped to the top of most health plans as conditions that are disproportionately affecting communities of color. Those include maternal health, behavioral health, diabetes, and cardiovascular conditions. So health plans sit on a wealth of claims and demographic data that most entities don't have access to and are developing the algorithms to proactively identify members who may be at greatest risk for social concerns and, and are really beefing up their call center operations to serve those members. So it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I, I can believe then 2022 and 2023, those health equity initiatives will continue to really take hold. So Jen, those are kind of the first two that come to mind from a trend perspective. Sarb, I think you're so right when you talk about COVID really for the second year in a row, continuing to really accelerate certain trends and bring them into the forefront of the focus for the industry, whether that be, you know, continuation of some of these plan design elements that happened over the last two years, pulling them forward into the future years or that renewed focus on equity initiatives. I'm curious beyond the pandemic acceleration, what are some other trends you really see picking up steam in the health plan space in 2022? Again, something that was started has been continuing to build steam is the amazing progress we've seen in the life sciences sector around the launch of very innovative and very expensive drugs continuing, thinking around Alzheimer's treatments, gene therapy. It is really forcing payers to focus on use and spending in those areas because that's where the payers really come into play. 
So, you know, I think we've all heard different numbers. Recent analyses we've focused on estimate that payers spend approximately $6 billion annually administering drug utilization management, and manufacturers spend $25 billion supporting patient access. So, you know, with that, we're hearing from our clients a renewed focus on drug utilization management and, and really expect that to rise back to the forefront of the payers. And as it may have taken a little bit of a backseat in the past year, but the drug UM and, and associated processes are certainly a trend that we're keeping our eye on next year. And then maybe one other trend to call out is cost containment as a result of health insurance. It really is the biggest line item to employers' budgets. So to lower costs, alternative coverage models are really on the rise. And again, not necessarily a new trend, but has picked up even more as cost containment becomes an an emphasis. For example, in 2020, I think 67% of covered employees were in self-funded health insurance plans, you know, up from roughly 40 to 50% just 20 years ago, and even significantly up in the past five years. So as health plans look to maintain revenue from customers, that they develop these different models associated with the fully insured model, switching to that self-insured model, figuring out how value-based contracting can work within a self-insured world, evaluating new product line and services. All of those I expect to really be a focus within the health plans as they start gearing up for upcoming sales to small and large employers going forward. It sounds like even beyond the adjustment to the next normal from the pandemic, that the industry is really facing a lot of change when it comes to things like utilization management or even employers getting more involved in directly managing cost control. If I'm a health plans leader listening to this episode, what should I really be thinking about for my organization in terms of how I'm preparing for reacting to these trends? Two areas that we've really focused on at Vynamic and working with our stakeholders, and we continue to see a focus on and how to react to some of these trends. One is um, investment in new data collection, monitoring process, and technology, which is no surprise there. But I think as it relates to payers, this can help from a standpoint of monitoring perspective um, in in result to some of the policy changes that have come up related to surprise billing regulations. In addition to that, the rise of AI and analytics to support the drug decision-making, kind of harking back to what we were talking about around drug utilization management, having the analytics to support quick and relatively fast UM and authorizations associated with drug uh, approvals will be critical. And then going back to the health equity questions and things that health plans are looking to do, sticking with that predictive analytics and AI from a from a standpoint of bridging the intersection between medical cost containment and health equity and and tying it back to some of those specialties such as diabetes and cardiovascular and and substance abuse that a lot lot of times go hand in hand with health equity, being able to predict that versus reacting will be key. So so that's one area that we're working with our clients to kind of help is, is evaluating their data collection and monitoring processes. The second is continued exploration of revenue generating strategies You know, we we kind of talked about this as the shift to the self-insured model. New product lines are emerging. Some have had a bit of a runway, such as level funded plans, captive stop loss insurance, et cetera. But but really tailoring the product lines that are being offered to to self-insured clients as well as the fully insured clients, well, it's critical to maintain some of the revenue that the health plans have 
been able to generate. In addition to that, you know, we're seeing more and more payers nationwide enter into the ACA market. So the rise of ACA plans is something that we're advising our clients that aren't currently participating in within their market. It's something that we've heard quite a bit from a health plan perspective. And then really the sweet spot between provider and health plans, like to react to some of the trends that we talked about, the continued focus on outcome-based contracts between payers and, and manufacturers in this case. So really shifting the value-based contracting focus from the provider-payer relationship to now some of the, the PBMs and the, and the pharmacies from a value-based perspective with a focus on gene therapy drugs and, and some of the Alzheimer drugs that we kind of talked about before. So between the investment in new data collection and the exploration of new revenue-generating strategies, I think that's how health plans should be thinking about and preparing to react to some of the trends we've discussed today. Thank you so much for your time, Sarb. You've definitely given our listeners a lot to consider, whether it's that investment you mentioned in data collection and processes or evaluating new revenue streams and product lines as they react to this trend. We know that movement in one sector often cascades to changes and impacts in other sectors as well. So I'm really excited to sit down with our remaining heads of sectors in the coming weeks to talk about the other trends we see coming to light in 2022. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in the episode, to subscribe to the Trending Health podcast, and explore if Dynamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit trendinghealth.com. Tune into the next episode where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.